HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Consider Bardwell Farm in Vermont, a producer of award-winning handmade cheese from goat and cow milk. For more information, visit considerbardwellfarm.com. listening let's get real the cooking show about finding preparing and eating food on heritage radio network with me erica weitz your host so how is everybody doing lately really how how are you really let's let's take a minute to check in okay just like a minute let's let's take the emotional pulse so to speak of the let's get real community okay the emotional pulse it's it's the gloomiest time of the year now. It's February 16th. It's way, way past the holidays, but we have weeks and weeks to go until spring. There's really not that much to get excited about for at least like a month or until we go back to daylight savings time or, or back on to daylight savings time or whichever one it is, but it happens in about a month. And here in New York, we've been living under a gray, wet dome of doom for the last couple weeks, it seems, weeks, freezing cold, really wet, no end in sight. Suddenly it's 56 degrees, which is also just as weird. And I think that this is having an effect on our collective psyches. I think that everybody in New York is a little bit on the verge because of this. And I know that mine is definitely taking a hit. My collective psyche is definitely taking a little hit because I've been waking up at five o'clock every morning, and I don't usually get up till 8.30, with a serious case of the dreads. Somewhere between 3 and 5 a.m. every day, I wake up with the dreads, the cold gray dome of doom. Do you guys ever get the dreads? People get the dreads. The dreads are where you wake up in the middle of the night or way, way too early in the morning, you know, somewhere in that horrible time between like 2 and 5. And you think about all the things that you feel like you should accomplish in your life, but you aren't accomplishing or you haven't yet accomplished. Or you feel like every decision that you've ever made in your life has been the wrong decision. I know, very dark. It's, it's probably the weather, but 
you know, this happens. And this is also why I get like stupid, silly, excited every year when I see those first little crocus blossoms popping up through some Brooklyn brownstoners front garden. Because to me, when I see those little crocuses popping up in the spring, it means that there's still hope for the world. Okay, if that fragile little purple flower has the tenacity to come back year after year, sometimes pushing right up through the snow and show its pretty little purple face, then I can do it too. You go, little crocus. I'm going to be watching for you guys soon because you're the only hope I have. But back to the dreads. Anyway, often what I wake up dreading, I don't think this happens to you, but this is what I wake up dreading. What I wake up dreading is having to come up with a new show theme or topic every week for this very show. Because you know what, people? It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of work to figure this out. I mean, after 145-odd episodes of Let's Get Real, it is seriously not easy to keep doing. All right, I just want you to know that. No guilt or anything, but it's, it's hard. And in fact, last night, I dreamed an entire show script in my sleep. I dreamt the show. I knew in the dream exactly what the show was going to be about, down to the jokes, the title, everything in the dream. And in the dream, while I was dreaming, I felt so relieved about it because I felt like it came together so easily that it had all fallen into place in this one kind of cohesive chunk of show. And because of that, my brain let it go since I had already written it in the dream or so my brain thought that I had already written it, but I was only dreaming that I had written it. And then after that dream, I had another dream about all this watery overcooked spinach in this big container of cooked spinach that was really watery because no one had drained it after they sauteed it because that's what you're supposed to do because it exudes a lot of water after you cook it and you always drain it before you serve it. Did you know that? It's a chef thing. But I had this dream about all this watery, overcooked spinach, and I was putting that spinach into the fridge in the old kitchen of my old house from my childhood. And all the green, murky water from the spinach was overflowing out of the container and leaking out of the fridge and flooding out underneath the fridge onto the white vinyl flooring that our kitchen had and then going underneath the flooring so that when you stepped on the floor, the green water would like gush up in waves around the edges of the kitchen and overflow onto the white floor. And who puts a white floor in a kitchen anyway? What was that about? And then I woke up after all of this and all I could remember from the night was that the show that my dreaming brain had written wasn't about floods of spinach water but that the show had something to do with the movie The Martian that just came out not long ago, The Martian, which I watched twice on my flight to Mexico last month, once in English and once in Spanish, just to practice my Spanish. But that was the only thing I could remember from the dream about the show, that the show was going to be based on The Martian, that this week's episode of Let's Get Real was going to be based on The Martian. Something about in the show, I mean, something about in the movie, the the immediate need for food, right? Remember that Matt Damon, he needed, he was like, holy crap, I'm stranded on Mars for a couple years. I'm running out of power bars. I need food. And how he grew those potatoes on Mars and about the packaged space food he had to eat until the potatoes were grown and how he almost starved because he had to eat the packaged food waiting for the potatoes. But that was the only thing that lasted beyond my sleep. 
the only thing that stuck beyond waking up from that dream was that I was going to talk about the Martian. Matt Damon and his potatoes grown in Mars dust and fertilized by his own poop. Because it was actually really impressive, I thought, in the movie, the way he did that. Like, I remember him saying, I'm going to science the shit out of it. And he did. He scienced the shit out of it, literally. I mean, he grew that huge crop of potatoes on his own, on Mars. Only, unfortunately, well, if you haven't seen the movie yet, sorry, but to have it destroyed by stupid sand on Mars. There was a storm. But you see what happened there? He was relying on monoculture. Just to get that in there, monoculture, no bueno. You can't rely on one crop. Look what happened in Ireland. Look what happened here in the Dust Bowl. Monoculture doesn't work. It's a very bad idea to only grow one variety of one crop. I'm just saying, we gave Matt Damon a pass in the movie because he had no choice. What else was he going to grow? He couldn't just order seeds from Home Depot or from Burpees, you know? But don't tell me, after seeing that movie, that it's too hard to just eat real food down here on Earth, because Matt Damon had to do all of that farming in a giant spacesuit inside a plastic bubble atmosphere after hauling in dust from a hostile, water-free, uninhabitable planet, make his own water, save his poop for fertilizer, and wait for the plants to grow while only being fueled on vacuum-packed turkey tetrazzini and foodiness space bar snacks. Okay? I mean, where do you think all the original foodiness technology came from? Space. Well, not from space, but from space age technology, right? Uh, hello, remember Tang? Yeah, that's what space age food technology brought us. So, Matt Damon did a miraculous thing by growing potatoes in space. Unfortunately, that's all I remembered from the dream about the show, that it was going to be about that. So everybody needs to watch that movie, and then everybody needs to just shut up about how hard it is to just find the time to cook my bagged, pre-washed, pre-cut baby kale and ingredients that come in my blue apron box. I just don't have the time to cook it all. Okay, try doing that on Mars in those ridiculous suits in zero gravity. Then complain about how easy you have it. And speaking of no gravity, have you guys seen the new OK Go video? The one they shot on that plane with no gravity. Okay, it's amazing. So what you're going to do right now is you're going to go watch it. Just open a new browser window. Watch that video while we take a little break. But then come right back because when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you guys a really big secret about the show. Okay, a really, really big secret. So go watch the video and then we'll be back in a minute. This one is dues paid by Rectech going out to Jack. We'd like to send a special thank you to our latest business member, Consider Bardwell. 300-acre Consider Bardwell Farm was the first cheesemaking co-op in Vermont, founded in 1864 by Consider Stebbins Bardwell himself. A century later, Angela Miller, Russell Glover, and Chris Gray are revitalizing the tradition. Their cheeses are made by hand in small batches from whole, fresh milk that is antibiotic and hormone-free. Only microbial rennet is used in their cheesemaking. All cheeses are aged on the farm in their extensive system of caves. 
To learn more or purchase cheese, visit considerbardwell.com. To learn more about becoming a business member, email us, info at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome back to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food here on Heritage Radio Network with me, Erica Wides, your host. I might change my name to Consider. I like that. Consider Wides. Or Consider It. Mm, nah. All right. So did you go watch the video, the new OK Go video that they shot on the plane? Pretty amazing, right? That scene with the paint. Unbelievable. Wish I was that creative. Anyway, I told you I was going to tell you a secret about the show. And you ready? Here's the secret. Well, maybe it's not so secret. It's a little tidbit. Sort of secret tidbit. Eh, Whatever. You ready? Here we go. You do know, don't you, that I sit down and write out this whole thing every week. Right? You know that. I, I, I do. I mean, I'm not just sitting around down here in the foodiness fallout shelter, hanging out, randomly riffing on a theme each week, expositing and thinking out loud and making this stuff up and improving. Because, you know, you can't just make this kind of stuff up, okay? This takes work. This is a script, and I'm reading from it. And I know it's hard to tell that it's a script. I know, right? Because I'm good at it. I never really knew that I was good at something like this. It just kind of happened when I started writing a show five years ago. I tried to have on guests, and some eh, guests, it works sometimes. I like to talk to people, but mostly I just like to sit here and talk by myself. But if you try to do this just by yourself without a script, it's actually really hard to do it. So you have to write it down. And so I started writing the show like five years ago, and eventually I found my writing voice, and lo and behold, good writing started happening. Well, except maybe this week. But in general, good writing started happening, and lo and behold, there it was. Almost by accident, actually. At least, I mean, I think it's pretty good. And you guys listen, I hope. So you must think it's pretty good. And occasionally, I can even get it together enough to blog on the Huffington Post, so they must think it's pretty good. And I did get a TEDx talk out of all this, remember, a few years ago? And that's pretty positive validation, right? I mean, I think sometimes, this is like the self-help show this week. Here's the self-help section of the show. I think sometimes it's really good to remind yourself that you are good at things. Especially when you live in a city like New York, where everyone is so competitive and everyone's such a bunch of super achievers. It's really easy to start feeling your confidence slipping, especially when you wake up at 3 a.m. with... The dreads, which we were discussing in the first segment of the show. Those freaking dreads, they really knock me out every time I get them. The dreads. So I started making a mental list that I can run through in my head like a mantra of other things that I'm good to, at to, to like try to soothe myself back to sleep. When, like when you're ferberizing a baby, that's this like sleep training thing where they're supposed to learn to self-soothe. I don't know how a seven-week-old is supposed to self-soothe, okay? To me, I think that's just mean, but I don't have kids, so it's probably good. But this list of good things that I'm good at, this mantra, to try to soothe myself back to sleep instead of hurling myself out the window. Soothing, not hurling. Because if I hurled myself out the window, it would be utterly futile because I only live on the second floor. And I'd probably just break an arm and be out of work for a few more weeks, thus giving myself even more downtime to steep in the dreads. So soothing, not hurling. Okay, so here's the list. Now, this is not an exercise in ego, 
by the way, okay? And you're probably like, what is she talking about this week? Why is this not about food and foodiness and all the normal let's get real stuff? Well, we're getting to that, okay? Not an exercise in ego. This is more like an Oprah-style self-help exercise in combating misery. It's the middle of the winter. We're all feeling it, right? What does this have to do with let's get real and foodiness? We'll get there shortly. Okay, so I figured it out. Things I'm good at by Erica Consider Wides. Well, I'm a pretty good writer and storyteller. I mean, this is, you know, this is what I'm doing in here. I'm actually working on a solo show. Hmm. Just going to drop that little tidbit out there. Like live show, like me on stage. I'll let you know. I'm a pretty good cook. I mean, considering I've been a professional chef for 20 odd years, I've picked up a few tricks. I'm very good at cooking proteins exactly to the right temperature. Medium rare, dead on every time. I'm a song lyric savant. Any song pre, I would say, 1990, pretty much, I know the lyrics to. And I'm an excellent parallel parker. And that's something I think to be proud of, especially in New York, that you can parallel park. I'm also a really good speller, and I can also do a lot of push-ups. So there you have it. Those are the things I'm good at. I mean, you got to keep yourself reinforced, right? You got to be positive. So these are the things I remind myself of when I'm deep in the midnight hour of the soul. Wide awake at three, mired in the dreads. To quell the other list, the list of self-defeating stuff, the one that keeps going in my head and the one that includes, oh, I haven't yet published the two books that I started writing three years ago. I haven't produced the web series that I want to do. I haven't created some artisanal product to sell. I haven't started using Instagram nearly enough. I don't even really know how to use Instagram nearly enough. Oh, I haven't been to the dentist in over a year because my dentist went to jail for meth and child porn. Yes, really, but that's another show. Was it a mistake not to have kids? Answer, no, but it still comes up. And just generalized, typical FOMO. You know, FOMO. This is New York. There's always someone in New York doing something way more interesting and way funner than what you're doing. And I know funner isn't a word, okay? I just like it because it's very descriptive. Along, of course, with the generalized weekly dread of what the hell can I talk about on yet another episode of Let's Get Real that I haven't already discussed to death ad infinitum eternity forever enough. I mean, do you really, really want to hear me rant yet again about how horrible all breakfast cereals are or how bad juices and sports drinks are for you or what piles of shit power bars and snack foods and chips are or that cleanses are total bullshit or giving your kid those little cheesy puffs and squeezy pouches of purple yogurt and squeezy pouches of pureed sanitized cooked as vegetables are not really very good for them and kills their microbiome or about vitamin enhanced water and what a scam it is or vegan chicken nuggets or low fat anything or birthday cake flavored birthday cake anything. Do you really want to hear about any of that or any of the hundreds and hundreds of other foodiness themes and topics that I've beaten to death here for the past five years? Do you? No, really, do you? Seriously, I'm asking a valid question. Do you? Just let me know, okay? Because even I'm getting sick of me, and I love to hear myself talk. You can tell me. I can take it. Just tweet me or post on Let's Get Real Facebook page. Just yes or no. Thumbs up or thumbs down. It's okay. I can take it. I'm big girl. More foodiness fun, or do we finally just let it rest? I can take it. 
either way, I've veered off the food or foodiness track lately anyway. Maybe it's time to either get back on track or maybe tack a new course. Not like a sailing thing. Tack. Set a new course. I don't know. I mean, there's always new foodiness stuff coming down the pipeline, so I'll never run out of products to talk about. And anyway, I mean, it is my show, and I can talk about whatever I want, really. I mean, you don't have to listen. It's voluntary. But I'm glad you do. I mean, seriously, really, I do love you guys, and I do want you to keep listening. But anyway, that's getting me all choked up. So let's... Oh, there's Emily Peterson. Hi, Emily Peterson. She just walked in to do her show. She's so tall. I didn't recognize her. Let's take another short break because I need to pull it together after that emotional outburst. And what I want you to do now during this break is to go watch the other OK Go video. The one where they ride those little one-wheel bike things all around that swarm of Japanese girls. Sounds odd, but it's actually amazing. They shot that whole thing in one take. This is another thing I lay there at night dreading. Why am I not that creative like those guys? Why am I not making videos like that? How did they learn to do all of that? Why am I almost 50 and I can't do anything like that with my life? Did I forget to lock my car? Did I eat enough vegetables today? Oh, wait, I'm awake. This isn't the dreads. This is just general anxiety. Never mind. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. And this one is Torchlight by Rectech, also going out to our man Jack. Let's get real. Cooking show about finding, preparing, eating food on Heritage Radio Network with me, your host, Erica Consider-Wides. Nah, I'm dropping the consider. I don't like it. Poor Jack. He's home with a stomach bug. That's why we're sending those songs out to him. Sorry, Jack. Get better soon. We miss you. So I just remember during the break something else from the dream last night. The dream about the show. The dream about Matt Damon. Well, not about the movie The Martian starring Matt Damon and no one else. Well, a few other people. The Martian themes show episode dream from the show last night. What I remembered was that um, I also dreamed about something having to do with pickles and fermentation. Pickles and fermentation. Because I think in the dream, as I was putting together the show in the dream, I was wondering if you could make pickles in space. Because if Matt Damon had grown a lot of vegetables, he'd have had to find a way to preserve them other than refrigeration. And I don't know how much refrigeration he had. That would require a lot of power. But also, I'm not so sure if he could, like, dehydrate them in the sun on Mars. How much sun do you get on, I don't know, how long is a day or a soul, as they called it? And it was very dusty. I mean, he couldn't put the stuff outside to dry it in the sun. 
I was very confused about that, about preservation in my dream. So I thought, well, maybe he could make pickles on Mars. All of this was dreamt, okay? I'm just saying. The dream that I woke up and forgot. But then I suddenly remembered this part about the pickles. Because I think maybe I've been thinking about it. Because just last week I made a batch of my kimchi sauerkraut hybrid. A batch of... It's the first time I made it. It was an experiment. Kimchi sauerkraut hybrid. That actually turned out like incredibly good. I basically made sauerkraut. But then I mixed it with Korean fermented red bean paste and some miso. And I let it ferment. And it's amazing. I call it slaw chi or kim slaw. It's, it's really good. So I've had fermentation on the brain, I suppose, even in my REM sleep cycles when you do your dreaming. So it got me wondering, are there airborne microorganisms in space? Could you pickle in space? Are there yeasts and molds and bacteria that cause fermentation in space? Well, there's no air, so you can't have airborne yeasts and molds and microorganisms and bacteria, right? Because there's no air. So there's no airborne anything, is there? And you need water for fermentation. You have to have some water to get things to ferment. There's no water in space either. But if Matt Damon was living in this artificial reality bubble that was built for human survival, he could have pickled. But were there bacteria in the air other than what came off of him? That's the question. Where does all that bacteria come from, that lactobacillus and stuff, when we're pickling? It just comes from the air. But if you're breathing, if it's air in space that you're creating, does it have that stuff in it, or is it filtered of all of that stuff? Were there, like, yeasts and molds and spores coming off of him? Could he have pickled stuff using his own personal microbiome? Ugh, kind of makes me nauseous. Does stuff go moldy in space? Was his environment perfectly sterile, like the Bubble Boys? So did he have to supplement it by taking probiotics because he was living in a sterile environment? Did he know that taking probiotics doesn't really work, that it's actually kind of a scam, but that I bet some drug company made some really lucrative deal with NASA to supply all the astronauts on space missions with probiotics, probably for like a markup of like $200 a pill, when they're probably the same ones you can buy at Costco for like $2 a bottle, right? <laughs> like that gold-plated toilet seat to the Pentagon a few years ago and that $700 coffee maker. Mm-hmm. There's my tax dollars going right down the toilet. The gold-plated toilet. But anyway, so can you make pickles in space? Do dwellers of other planets ferment stuff? Hmm. Is there intergalactic kimchi being made? Do people who spend extended periods of time in space have their microbiomes trashed even more than we earthbound, processed, food-eating, non-fermented, food-loving Americans already do? These are very good questions, aren't they? I wonder who I need to ask about that. I got to figure it out. I got to find someone to ask that. You know what? Let's get the Let's Get Real Research team on that one. Stat. And then you know what? There you go. We have a new subject for a new show. We have a new topic. The show is saved. I have something else to talk about. And it came to me in a dream. How awesome is that? This will be continued. That's it. We're out of time, people. Thanks for listening. Sorry, Jack, you're so sick at home. Feel better. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Ben Kaplan, for my theme music, as always. And, uh, hey, thanks, Consider Bardwell, for being our new uh, sponsors. That's it. We'll see you next week. 
for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.